Last week we looked at the hinges of Gethsemane and how that when you have a hinge, it can swing two ways. And we see that the results of the swing of the hinge can, can often determine, well, our eternity for one thing, but after that it can determine whether we shed tears or whether we smile, or whether we uh, are comforted or whether we have our regrets, depending on where the hinge swings. And, and so I want us to consider this, and you know, some choices that we make as believers bring us to tears, simply because we swing away from the Lord. Now, how often has that happened? You know that you've got this opportunity. You can choose Christ or you can choose uh, yourself. Those are, usually, those are the decisions we have to make to satisfy our flesh or to choose Jesus Christ. And we swing away from Christ and we find that it brings us sorrow and tears. The, the, uh, the path of unrighteousness is hard and it is difficult and so this morning, I want us to consider the hinges, or just a couple hinges, there at Calvary. And I pray that these songs that we've been singing, uh, you've been listening to the words, you've been sensing the presence of the Holy Spirit, uh, because these songs are about what we are going to look at, at least in a little part, uh, at this time this morning. Before, uh, before I do, I've asked B to sing. First, I want to say thank you, Anderson family. You know, uh, Linda Anderson to be up here, Judy Anderson to be up here playing. Uh, she's on hospice. The tumor's in her, in her brain. Judy, uh, thank you for that. And uh, difficult, she's lost, uh, she's lost a lot, but she was able to play. Okay, there you are. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And and, the, and thank you, rest of the family. You've got some experience in changing keys. Uh, that's, that's good. Thank you for doing that. B is going to sing about the cross and the thieves on the cross because that's what we're looking at. Now, B sang for the first time a year ago at Easter. And so she sang for the first time. She's lost her eyesight and uh, possibly losing your voice. And so she's going to try to sing or read the song or quote the song uh, about on the cross. You want to help stand up here? Lord, this is for you. Thank you. Three men on a mountain on the crosses of shame. But the one in the middle was the one without blame. The crowd was its sorrow at the terrible scene. But the one in the middle was dying for me. Friends, close your eyes and imagine 
Calvary long, long ago He died for my sins and undoings He died for my pain and regrets Sent down from above in a scandal of love, this old world will never forget. Three men on the mountain, on the crosses of shame, but the one in the middle was the one without blame. The crowd was in sorrow at the terrible scene, but the one in the middle was dying for me, dying for me. He was dying for you. This is the time when we consider the cross probably the most vividly is the time before Easter. And if we didn't know that it... Uh, it ends well, it would really be a time of sorrow. If we didn't know Jesus Christ would come forth from the grave, it would, it would be devastating. This time of year would be terrible for me. I'm hoping that you are considering the, uh, the risen Savior, even as we look at the crucified Savior this morning. As we consider these verses, and I want to start in verse 33 of Luke 23. Luke 23, verse 33. And I want us to consider two hinges here. The hinge of the one thief that trusted Christ and the hinge that swung the other direction. And he rejected Christ. Listen or follow along as I read these verses. Luke 23, beginning with verse 33. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the malefactors, or the thieves, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, he wasn't talking to the thieves at this time. He was talking to those that had placed him upon the cross. We can tell that in, the, in the putting the stories of the Gospels together. And those that are cursing him, he is talking about them. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots, and the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors, which was, were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. 
But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Let's pray. Father, as we consider these verses for a few minutes this morning, might the music that we have heard this morning, the words that we have voiced ring in our hearts as we look at Scripture and we see that we have decisions that we must make. And the results of those decisions, the results of those choices, carry consequences. We pray that we might respond as the one thief and draw close to you, please. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we look at the thief on the cross, the one that received Christ, I want us to consider, first of all, or imagine what his thoughts may have been there. And uh, as I was doing this in my study, and as I do this when I, when I drive, and I, and I start thinking about something, and uh, I imagine what this thief must have thought when he was pulled from his cell. I'm thinking that uh, he has heard plenty through the night, but I think one of the things he, he is looking around, and he says, where is Barabbas? Where's Barabbas? Probably Barabbas was the leader of, of we don't know if, if there were only three that were crucified. That time we only know of three in Scripture, these three. But uh, Barabbas was supposed to be there. Where is Barabbas? And every, uh, often, not even just at Easter, I think this, and, I, and I, I recall it to you, hoping that you think about this too, is that uh, where is Barabbas? Where is Barabbas? Because each one of us could have Barabbas written across our foreheads. We are all sinners. We all deserve to go to the cross, to be crucified. Where is Barabbas? But then he's probably thinking, oh yes, early this morning, before the sun came up, I remember Barabbas was mentioned. They were close, the prisons there. It was close to Pilate's judgment hall. When Pilate stood before all the people, and he, he said, uh, uh, one of these should be released. Who will you release, Barabbas or Jesus? Now, I don't think the prisoners, it was far, too far away for them to hear Pilate say this. But I believe he heard their response, who should I release? I believe that this prisoner heard, Barabbas, Barabbas, Barabbas. Release Barabbas. And all the people are crying for Barabbas. So the prisoner hears, I can imagine Barabbas, maybe in the next cell to this prisoner. He hears, Barabbas, Barabbas. That's me. What's, what, what's going to happen? What are they talking about? Why are they calling my name? And he doesn't hear what Pilate says. Well, then what should I do with Jesus? But I believe he heard what the crowd, the mob cried, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Can you imagine Barabbas at that time? He says, no, no. He's heard Barabbas, crucify him, crucify him. 
I, I can imagine, you know, that's a, a terrible death to go through. It'd be so much easier to get your head chopped off or, or whatever done, but to be crucified, no, it can't be. I don't know if he curled into a ball or if he fell on his knees and began to sob or uh, maybe even cried out to, to a God he really didn't know for some miraculous salvation from that cell. But... Uh, and then to have the guards come for Barabbas. And they drag him from the cell, screaming, crying, no, no, please don't. And they drag him from the cell, and they drag him out, and he's kicking and crying and crying and screaming. And they get him outside, and they say, Barabbas, you're free? I'm free? How can I be free? I'm supposed to be crucified. You're free, Barabbas. Because Jesus is going to die in your place. Every one of us has Barabbas written across our foreheads. We're supposed to die. But Jesus is dying in our place. He died in our place. We can be free. So maybe the first thought that that, that, uh, that thief had was, where's Barabbas now? I thought they drug him out here. Where's Barabbas? And then he sees Jesus. And then his thought might have been, well, why Jesus? As they carry their, their cross piece, uh, uh, from what I gather, they, have the po- they had the posts planted out there, but they each had to carry their, their cross piece. And they would carry that. And it was that cross piece that Jesus, uh, being beaten so badly, that he fell beneath that load of the cross piece. And they had uh, Simon come and, and carry that cross piece for him. And then they would take that cross piece, lay it on the ground, and they would stretch him out, and they would begin to nail those nails through his hands. Why Jesus? Why is he here? He must have thought as he saw Jesus, what happened to him? Because by this time, he's been beaten beyond recognition. According to Isaiah 53, you could hardly tell it was him. And his face and his back was beaten so badly. And he's lost so much blood. And the crown of thorns over his face, this thief must have thought, what did he do? And he also must have thought, this is the end. Wouldn't this be a natural thought? This is the end. He's being taken away. This is the end. Ironically, it was just the beginning, wasn't it? Because his hinge swung toward Jesus. This was the beginning of his day would end with death, but that's just the door into his eternity with Jesus Christ. Today you'll be with me in paradise, he told this thief. So some of the thoughts, and he may have thought, well, what happens after death? Have you ever had that thought? What happens when I die? I mean, that's a legitimate uh, thought. It's too bad too many people wait till the end of their lives before they think about that. What happens when I die? You need to be thinking about that because the direction of your hinge will determine what happens to you after you die. Now, we see a change in his heart. 
the beginning of the swing. In other accounts, Matthew, you know, it tells us that both thieves are railing upon Jesus. They're reviling him. They're, they're cursing him. They're mocking him. Both thieves. Not just the one. But both thieves are doing this. Then this one grows silent. And then, as we hear in this passage, he begins to rebuke the other thief. We deserve this. This man doesn't. He has done nothing. We see his change of heart. I'm not sure what all changed his heart, but it might have been what he didn't see. You know, he didn't see any miracles from the cross. He didn't see uh, any healings. He didn't see, uh, uh, hear a message from Jesus Christ from the cross. But yet he swung towards Jesus. Maybe what he didn't hear. He didn't hear cursing from Jesus. When they nailed his wrists or his hands to the cross. He didn't hear cursing from Jesus when they came by, and it tells us that the, the uh, Pharisees, the scribes, the religious people of the day walked by and they wagged their heads and they laughed at him and they mocked at him, and Jesus did not curse him. He didn't uh, hear the scoffers. He didn't hear cursing from Jesus at the scoffers. Tell you what he did here. He heard a connection with his father. Communion with his father. When he said, Father, the thief, probably looking around. Who's father? Father. He hears compassion. Forgive them. For they know not what they do. So, uh, they, in some way, he hears hope. Because uh, it, it tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, that who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So he hears, he hears hope. He hears joy in some way coming from this. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of his throne, uh, the throne of his father, the throne of God. So there was joy and hope. This is, these are some of the things that he did here. Now the torture would be temporary, but the results would be eternal because he was going to the cross for us. What the thief may have seen, I don't know, but I would like to think that, that there would be others there at the foot of the cross besides Mary, his mother, and the other two Marys, and some of the other ladies that were there. I would like to think that there were some others. Maybe this thief looks down and he sees blind Bartimaeus. Maybe at one time, since he was a thief, he scooped up some of his coins from this blind man. And now he's looking down here, and here's Bartimaeus, uh, tears running down his face from eyes that can see. And maybe he saw Lazarus. I would like to think that Lazarus was there. That he was there, and maybe, he, maybe this thief was hiding in the bushes waiting for the people to go away so he could roll the stone back and get in and rob the grave. Maybe that was his thing. And now he looks down there and he sees Lazarus. I, I, I'm hoping that he would have been there, standing with the ladies, and, and that he would be standing there saying, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Where would you be? if he was hanging on the cross. 
Would you be one of the mockers? Or would you be one of those standing at the foot saying, thank you, Jesus? They might have uh, seen Barabbas. In my mind, this is the guy that should have been there, and maybe he was. Maybe he was standing there crying and saying, thank you, Jesus, for taking my place. That's where we all should be standing. Thank you, Jesus, for taking my place. See, changed lives are hard to argue against. That's why we need to live lives that are changed. We are supposed to be the light of the world. And yet sometimes we don't shine any brighter than the world. We have no light at all that people can see. Yet, you know, with the, the bars, there was a light where people could see that. Changed lives are hard to argue with. So hopefully when people see us, they see lives that have been changed. Not caught up in all of the things that, that, that try to catch us away, to try to distract us from living for Jesus. That's why we're here. We're only pilgrims here just for a few short years. And yet, sometimes we think that the goal of this life is to accumulate or to be happy or to retire or to travel. Or, and that's, that's the, what we're here for. No, uh, we're here like the blind man that uh, a later Jesus is walking into the temple and, and the apostles say, who sinned, this blind man or his parents? He was blind from birth. And Jesus winds up healing him. And Jesus said, well, neither one, but that, that God might be glorified. And he heals this man. And the Pharisees seek him out and say, what happened to you? And he said, well, I was blind and and now I can see. So, well, uh, how did this happen? He said, I don't know. But this one thing I know. Once I was blind, now I can see. My life has been changed. I hope that we can say that too. Uh, I don't know all that happened, but my life is different when I met Jesus Christ. Uh, what the thief said, he began by cursing. And he said along with the other thief, the Messiah, if you be God, then deliver yourself and us. Do you see the irony of that statement? If he delivers himself, he cannot deliver them. If he, if he dies himself, then he can deliver them. But he can't do both. Jesus had to die so that we might live. And if he hadn't of, I am so thankful he didn't call 10,000 angels to come and take him off the cross uh, because then we would be dead in our sin and we would be of all men most miserable, as Scripture says. So uh, when the hinge swung, it, it, it swings in verse 40. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? Don't you know that this, uh, this guy, he has done nothing. We deserve what we get. But he has done nothing. Don't you fear God? This man is of God. In fact, there is a king here. Because he cries and says, Remember me when you go to your kingdom. So he knew 
He believed. He trusted. No, don't you fear God. We're all sinners and we all deserve death. The only reason we do not die in our sin is because at some time in our lives we've made a choice to swing toward Jesus and say, Lord, forgive me and save me. We're just like Barabbas. We are just like this thief on the cross. Uh, as your hinge flung toward Jesus, you're either swinging over hell or you're swinging to God. Um, you're swinging into the arms of Jesus. That's what faith is. That's what it's talking about. But lots of times our faith is destroyed by fear. Um, what, the th- what the thief received here, his, his hinge swings to Jesus. It swings from condemnation to uh, exoneration. It swings from execution to absolution. It swings from crucifixion to liberation. It swings from strangulation or suffocation to glorification, breathing the glorious air of heaven. It swung from rejection to salvation. It swung from penalty to pardon to paradise as his hinge swung. Today you will be with me in paradise. He came and he started the day bound for hell. But by the end of uh, by the end of that day, he was, had been pardoned and going to paradise. William Cooper wrote this song, and we sing it sometimes here in church. The dying thief rejoiced to see the fountain in his day, and there may, may I, though vile as he, wash all my sin away. Wash all my sin away, wash all my sin away. And there may I, though vile as he, Wash all my sin away. If you're, if you're a good person and don't need a Savior, if you're not like this thief then, and you don't need a Savior, then you will not get a Savior. And someday you'll suffer the consequences for that. Recognize that we are sinners in need of a Savior. Now the other thief, he swung away from Jesus. He wasn't sorry for his sin. He wasn't uh, crying out for mercy He was sorry that he got caught. But what did he leave? Now, his house could have been filled with stolen goods. What did he leave? All of it. All of it. What will we leave when we die? All of it. Everything that was done for self and flesh, uh, for down here on earth, we leave it all. It's only what we do for Jesus Christ that will last. He left everything. I think of that, and I think he, the unreachable, unsearchable uh, un, uh, un, uh, riches of Christ were almost, you know, I don't know how far apart the crosses were, but they were close enough so they could talk to each other. And so they were close. The unsearchable riches of Christ were just there, and he missed them. He wouldn't accept them. His, his hinge swung against Jesus instead of toward him. He rejected that. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Now, the difference between these two men, 
comes down to the question that Pilate asked the mob and the question I'm going to ask you. What will you do with Jesus? These two thieves made different choices. Their hinges swung different directions. Their destiny has already been determined, but yours hasn't, maybe. Maybe you've never swung into the arms of Jesus. So close, almost within fingertips of being able to, to, uh, to have eternal life. One thief turned to Jesus and entered into paradise. The other thief turned away from Jesus and entered into torment. Which thief are you? It all rests on the turn of your hinge. Let's pray. Father, I cannot see other people's hearts and I can barely trust my own because I recognize the truth of Jeremiah saying, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. I know that. But Lord, I place my trust in you, my faith in you, that you died on the cross for me. And Lord, I pray that each one here might have done, made the same decision, or if not, make it today. Please, Lord, might their hinge swing them into the arms of Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.